My guest today is international speaker and entrepreneur Grant Cardone. This guy is crazy. He has worked with both small and Fortune 500 companies to grow sales by finding overlooked opportunities and customizing the sales process. I mean, this guy's a genius when it comes to sales. He's truly an expert and has worked with companies like Google and Northwestern Mutual and Morgan Stanley, and he regularly shares his business and leadership advice on his own network, GrantCardoneTV.com. So you need to go watch him. But today, he's joining me right here on All Business. Welcome, Grant. He's one of the world's most respected business experts, Jeffrey Hazlett. I want to take you behind the scenes on what's happening in business today. And whether you're on Main Street or Wall Street, we're going to find out the secrets behind their success. This is All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by Fortinet. Hey, you know, this... I've known you for a while, a long time actually, a number of years, knew about you beforehand, heard about you, then we got a chance to meet each other, then we, we had our bromance, fell in love, right? And then, and then the scariest thing I learned about you is that you're a twin. Identical, man, identical twin. That's got to be, um, first of all, just to think there's another one like you that looks like you, Dude, that's what I started in a highly competitive <laughs> environment. So who's okay, the, where, who's where, the where the struggle yeah, yeah, the you... struggle is for space and <laughs> and nutrients the most basic ingredient I bet you I gotta imagine inside the womb you were selling your brother something or just punching him in the head one of the two yeah, we, we we were it was push and shove and who can get whatever I mean it, you know most most of us are actually we start out as split cells and one of the cells dies. So yeah. you were probably a twin too, and the other guy didn't survive. So that's, that's, <laughs> that's probably that probably uh, yeah. that well, probably explains your post. Yeah, with my size, syndrome. with my size, there wasn't enough room for anybody else. Uh, that deal. But yeah. uh, what's your? I'm just curious. What's your brother do? Uh, he's a very successful corporate guy. He yeah. he went. He left the America. Went to London. Created and built a eight billion dollar uh, gas, wow. literally an industry there. Awesome. And then, and then they sold it. Well, that's cool. It's always it's always fun when you see your 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 brothers and sisters do well. Each of my brothers yeah, and sisters right. same way. They're always doing something, and whatever they do, they're the best at what they do, and that's what I love about it. Hey, where are you from originally, Grant? I'm originally from Lake Charles, Louisiana, a little small town, about sixty thousand people. Oh yeah, I know where that's at. That, that's because I always hear the accent. You you got a little bit of that accent in there. And a little I, bit of Louisiana, man. And I wasn't sure where it was, and I always want, I always like I forgot to ask you about that, but but I should have known that. Hey, uh, you've written, you know, first of all, you're what a success you you've been, and it's just great to have you on the show because I find a lot of inspiration in everything you do and the way you do it and the way you you carry your life with your wife, your family. It's just it's awesome to see. So first of all, kudos on that. Thank you, Jeff. And, and then, you know, I've read your books because um, I'm a ver voracious reader just like you are, and I watch shows. And I, I got to tell you, m my favorite book was If You're Not First, You're Last. I think that was your first one, wasn't it? No, that was my third book, was actually. It? Oh, okay. It was, my, it was my first published book, but my third book. Ah, okay. That's why maybe I thought it was the first one. Good. Well, w out of the books that you've written, which one do you like the best? You know, I mean, different things for different people. I like yeah. all of them for a different reason. Uh, these, these are these are different books. Seller Be Sold was my first book. It took three hours to write it. It's self-published, so mm. I own all the rights to it. I get all the money from it. And it's a basic sales book for anybody. Um, that book was just given an award last year, top Axiom Award uh, business books. Mm -hmm. 
the Closer Survival Guide is an instruction manual, basically, for people in sales that are having trouble negotiating and closing. If you're not first, your last was my first published book, so it got me known. The 10X Rule, my fourth book, is probably the most magical of the books. It's the book that people call up and say, oh, my God, that book changed my life. My kids are reading it. Yeah. Uh, I got my whole family on it, it from executives to students. Uh, people have loved the 10X Rule. You know, you just said something, and I think that's good. It's you changed my life, and I I get that too. And especially in my latest book, Think Big, Act Bigger. You know, it's just as much a business book, but it's even more so a motivational book. And I'm getting people who, who write to me, you know, daily, and or I run into yeah. on, you know, in the airport or you know, in the subway or whatever, and they and they say, hey, man, that thing changed my life. And sometimes it's a it's obscure their reference inside the book. And I think, did I write that? And then I got to go back and look at it. But it, it, what, how does that make you feel when someone comes up to you and says that, man, that you changed my life? Well, you know, it, it was from the age of 29 to 51, I was basically just running businesses. And, and I was trying to create financial freedom. I mean, just honestly, transparently, and, yeah. and without uh, unapologetically, unapologetically uh, you know, I was just trying to create wealth for myself. Nothing, and not, and by the way, nothing wrong with that. You know? Yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not going to apologize about yeah. it. I mean, I think more people should do that. And exactly. and um, and then when I turned 51, I'm like, you know what? I got a chance to make a difference too. Mm -hmm. So so the last six years has been been really six or seven years has been really a, you know whether it's using Facebook or Snapchat or Twitter or YouTube or a speaking gig or doing business with you and doing something with you at Siege, Jeffrey. Yeah or Grant Cardone TV, it's really now about making a difference, about getting people to know me, to get out of obscurity so that people know my name, trust my name, and are like, hey, I want to check out his, pro his products because I am no longer doing things just to make money. I am doing things now to make a difference for the better. You know, Kevin Spacey, I know, and he, he's got a great quote, and I use it and, and give it to credit to him. He said – for those who have made it to the top, you got to remember to send the elevator back down for everybody else, which I think yeah. is a great quote. And is that kind of that drive to do that? I mean, it makes you feel – there's two things. I want to I want to delve into that because I think it's interesting because I always tell a lot of people you can't have fame and fortune, pick one. But, you know, you're one of those guys now get gets both. But I always tell people start with fortune first because if you do a good job, you'll get the fame. And that's kind of what you're pursuing a little bit now, isn't it? I mean, it's okay, which is okay. I think it's great. Yeah. Oh, no. Hey, no doubt about it. I mean, I, again, like I am a very transparent, authentic. I am who I am all the time, whether yeah. it's on stage or an interview or at my house on the weekends. I'm the same guy all the time. So yeah. I am literally and you, you're the only person that's ever actually uh, picked this up on a, in an interview. I am manufacturing fame right now yep. i am manufacturing a celebrity i this is something i wish i would have known i would have flipped it uh jeffrey i would have flipped it and gone for the celebrity status before the fortunes mm -hmm. i don't regret the way it turned out why, why would you do that i mean but by the way I, well, i've done the same thing you know that i mean yeah. and everybody knows i've done that i did the exact same thing why would you do it? Yeah. Why would you do it? Why would you flip that? Because I think that the, the, the biggest, the way I did it, okay, look, I, I grew up poor. I grew up, my dad died when I was 10, mm -hmm. and I wanted a dad. I mean, really, really yeah. I'm still driven today, but I wanted somebody to help me. Mm -hmm. And probably probably why I help people so much today is I want to, I, I told my mom when I was 16, I'm going to get rich one day, and I'm going to be an uncle to a bunch of people. I'm going I'm to help other people. <laughs> I'm going to be an uncle to people that weren't, 
like because I was resentful that my uncles didn't help me. Yeah. And and um, I just wanted somebody to kind of guide me along, you know, and, yeah. and not just a book and not just an article and not just, you know, a TV show. I wanted real people to touch me. And so, look, I didn't know. I, I was brought up where you don't get known. Don't toot your own horn. Yep. Be seen and not heard. Fly under the radar. Um, don't get too much attention. It's wrong. Yeah. All that data is incorrect. That's yeah. what's keeping people trapped and in the middle class. You have to get known. You have to find celebrity status. You need fame. If people don't know you, they're not going to buy from you. If people don't know you, they won't buy their books from you. If people don't know you, bottom line is if they don't know you, they won't trust you, and it won't matter how good your products or your price is. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, mega fame either. It could be just really good and everybody knowing what the hell you are, whether you're a real estate agent or you're an accountant or whatever, but getting that fame of knowing who you are and being that, I don't know, you call it a subject matter expert to some extent. Everyone should become a celebrity. Yeah. Like, don't even mix words. <laughs> become the celebrity in your space. A celebrity is basically somebody that has a following, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't have a following, what are you? Yeah. Yeah, you need so you're fans. just in a group. You're just in the middle of a big group, and you get lost, and that's the problem. The lost people never come out the top. Do you? We, and and if you're a real estate agent, you picked a great example. Yeah. You know, ninety-five percent of them don't make twenty thousand bucks a year. Yeah. Well, that's like a lot of professional and, and, speakers, quite frankly, or you know, people oh, hey, people in television. Same thing. Jeff Jeffrey. Most most of the speakers don't actually have a business. Yeah. Yep. And, and you've seen that, you know. I mean, I, I got a guy comes to my office the other day, and he's telling me how he consults companies to build or grow their business. And I'm like, really? How big's your company? <laughs> well, it's just two of them. I, you, I, like, I, I got to laugh, Grant, because I love that. I, I'm watching these people post stuff on their Facebook pages about how they're helping this mega company and this company and this company. And I go, hey, dude, you've never done this shit before. How, how can you train other people to do it? Yeah, and you're flying out. These guys are flying all over the country. And what you don't know, when you look a little deeper, and everybody should, by the way, everybody listening, if you're going to pick somebody to follow, look a little deeper yeah. than the Lambo they posted on Instagram or, or the company that they have their name on. Because you might find out they don't actually own the company, yeah. that somebody else funded the company, mm -hmm. and that they're just a spokesman for the company. I mean, there's, there's, there's TV shows on every week where the guy. Oh. Supposedly runs a company. Yeah, but he don't. He don't. He don't run anything. Yeah, he's not the guy. He's not the guy or he's the not gal. The guy. Not the guy or the gal. Yeah. We'll give either way. Cause it'll make a difference either way. Hey, you mentioned something. I want to go back. You you said you and I want to delve into this a little bit because you said I wish my uncles would have helped me. Did you, were your uncles in a position to do that? No, probably not. They, yeah. they had their own. They had their own bullshit going on. They yeah. had their own lives, their own problems. You know, everybody's got their own stuff going on. Yeah. It was an unrealistic expectation on my part as a sixteen-year-old. Yeah, but but I was hurt. Well, you know? I, but I thank you for saying that because, and I and I appreciate you being so honest about it because a lot of people sit there and think that other people, you know, should give me this or should do this, and you're saying, hey, that was unreasonable expectation. And I mean, they should have. They yeah. should have. They yeah. should have. They should have. <laughs> right. But we all should do more. Yeah. Uh, you uh, know, but but it's not going to happen. I mean, this is where this is where, and, and you and I have talked about this before. This is where the politicians kill me because they're promising the middle class they're going to take care of. I, I've been listening yeah. to this for forty years now. Yeah. The more they talk about taking care of the middle class, the more we all realize there isn't a middle class. They can't take care of it. They can't help you, which is probably the same thing 
you know, my uncle thinking my uncle was going to help me. I mean, it yeah. just wasn't real, right? He had his own kids. They both had their own kids. They had their own debt, their own problems, their own jobs, their own, you know, their own fears. And, and, and so I just ended up kind of without a dad. That's why I understand what happens in these inner cities and why these kids are so bad is, is you end up with no direction, no yeah. mentorship, and you end up drifting off from 16 to 25. You wouldn't even recognize me today. You'd be well, like you, that guy. Is you a need, loser well, you need we'll role models. You need the role models. If you have, yeah. a, if you got a shitty role model, you're going to end up with a shitty life. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean that's just this, that's a fact. If somebody could tweet that out, that's you know. But that's that's a fact. Hey, listen, I got to take a quick break because I want to come back because I don't want to stop because it may take hard work, sweat, and tears to become a successful entrepreneur. But that doesn't mean we can't have some help along the way. Because we were talking about help. So how do I get help? I pick up a double shot of Dunkin' Espresso every morning. Actually, I pick up four shots now because that's how much energy I, I want to get going to help me take on the challenges of running my own business. And whether you're an entrepreneur um, or a CEO, Dunkin's there for you in America and all business with Jeffrey Hazlett runs on Dunkin'. You drink coffee at all, Grant? I do. I do. Yeah. I've been known to drink coffee. Yeah. Four shots, four shots, foam only in a venti cup. There you go. Oh, venti. Oh, so you go. And hey, only oh, man, Dunkin you got to, yeah, you, you don't go to that venti stuff. That's the other guys. That's the, no one should ever drink that other stuff. We'll drink this good, good blue collar. Only Dunkin', dude. I only <laughs> drink Dunkin'. There you go. Good, good, good. Good. Hey, so what are you working on these days? What's 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 consuming? Because man, you got we're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars of stuff you're working on all the time. You, you, I mean, you got the real estate, you've got a, you know investments, you've got the book, you've got I, I freaking like thirty shows you're doing every week. It seems like, um, yeah. you know what what what's consuming most of your time. Well, we uh, every day I'm in the office. Uh, I, I want to three three major initiatives. One okay. is our university. We have an online university that that it's got 17 million users. It is the number one sales training online platform in the world. Um, we, we're trying to tra- take that into five other countries right now. We're also trying to immerse into schools to provide sales marketing really short videos with tests that, that are very applicable to the to right now today not this isn't selling 10 years ago but selling in the marketplace today using linkedin and which social is it's different it's different yeah selling today it's is totally lot, different, right it's different i mean there's a lot of the same core principles that never go away of course right yeah, but, of course but the way so, in which so we you want to reach scale, out yeah yeah we want to scale that out i'm doing a lot of work for the military right now to provide that for vets that are coming back we do that for free we provide them with a platform when they come back mm-hmm. so, so they can make transition the second big the big initiative is my real estate fund i'm actually working on a crowdfunding uh to to provide debt to give people a safe place to invest it'll be supported by my real estate career which is about four thousand apartments now and awesome. uh, we're hoping to get that to a billion dollars or more in the next five years Wow, that's fantastic. What's the third thing? You mentioned three. The third thing is our studio, Grant Cardone TV, the network, the digital network that you and I have some similar uh, yep. aspirations about. It's how to how to start replacing old TV. Yeah. Um, we're looking at some virtual stuff. I had a conversation yesterday. I don't know if you're looking at this, what's going on virtually, but... Uh, that's going to be a game changer. Yeah, I, it, it's going to uh, be huge. But I'm, I'm just, I'm stuck in the real world right now. I got to make that work. But the, you know, uh, and we, and you and I are talking about doing some stuff with TV, and we'll announce that a little bit later on. But uh, well, you did the Turnaround King with National Geographic. How did you like doing that series? 
Well, I loved it. They bought eight. The problem was it was the wrong network, and it was probably early in the cycle. This it was. was 2010 was early. The show. Yeah, that was early. Yeah, and, was early. and it was the wrong network. Yeah. Well, we they dropped were... their demographic by 16 years. We had great, great uh, viewership that night. The problem was it scared those guys. And, like, how, how do we go from watching, uh, you know, uh, uh, history on the Titanic to Grant Cardone turning a business around? Yeah. And, um, so it was a great well, experience. Which is a, though, by the way, a, there, there's some similarities there, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Did, are you, most people, most people sink their businesses. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. A lot of them do. I mean, what do you yeah. what do you see as the biggest mistake that people do make in the business today? The the without a doubt, the number one mistake is when you call yourself a small business. Yeah, <laughs> love it, love it. So, you know, if you if you look at the statistics on small businesses, they are horrendous. Yeah. Like 78% break even or lose money. Uh, 72% of all small businesses have no employees. The message there on just those two statistics, don't have no employees. Yeah, exactly. You got to grow. If you're not going to get big, you're going to go. You got to be big and fast today. Yeah. Well, 95% of all the spend in businesses today is done by businesses that are over 10 million. You know, yeah, exactly. You, yeah, you got 28 million businesses, just for everybody that's listening, 28 million businesses in North America. Of the 28 million businesses, 20 million of them do less than a million dollars. That's right. 27, Most of them do 44 grand a year. Yeah, 20, you got 27.5 million do less than less than $10 million. So yeah. it's, it's horrendous in, in terms of, so yeah, think big. That's the way I say it too. What, what yeah, about, and, the, and the expectation is, the belief is, okay, I was working for this company and making 70 grand a year. I'm going to work for myself and make 70. Look, if you're going to do that, yeah. stay at the company. Yeah, it's hard. You have a better boss than you're yeah. going to be for yourself. Yeah. Not only that, it's hard. You're going to risk everything. And to make the 70, you got to work a little bit harder unless you get, unless you yeah. really get good at what you want to do. And either way, you're broke. No offense to anybody listening, but if you're making 70 grand a year in America, you're broke. Yeah, Don't let anybody kid you. You're broke. You're not in the middle class. A million dollars is the new middle class. Wow. That's a great statement. That's a great statement. What? Why do you but think? People need to understand that. There is yeah. no middle class. It yeah, is a complete done. myth. It is, it is erroneous. It is made up. It is false. It was created by politicians to basically to, to, to get votes. To create a sense of safety, it does not exist. It's probably never existed, and any you don't want to be in it. You want to get out of it. So, so what do you call? It? What do you, what would you say to the two class? There's got to be what two class haves and have-nots. Okay, I, I would call it that there's two classes: classes people without people that don't people that are in fear constantly, and those that have prosperity. And what you want is you want That's to be in the rich or wealthy that. class. And you can be. We're in the wealthiest country in America. In the last five years, everybody listening should have had a pay raise. Everybody. Just because there was $5 trillion printed. If you print $5 trillion, when they started printing, Jeffrey, I was like, dude, where's mine? Print it all, bro. Keep printing. I just want to get my piece. Yeah, exactly. And and if you didn't get a piece, by the way, most of America didn't because the way your wages went down. How can you print money and wages go down? Mm -hmm. It should have gone up, but it didn't. So what do you say the two classes are again? I'm going to write it down. Those Dude, there's just poor people and, and – there's probably three classes, poor people, rich people, and wealthy. And the only class that's safe are the wealthy. Yeah. Rich people are not even safe. But okay? I like the I way you said it. For, those, those with prosperity and those not. 
those those that don't yeah. fear fear is not part of prosperity look i know people that have four million dollars in a bank account and they're scared yeah. okay that is not prosperity yeah that yeah. is prison yeah it's and you know and you can't say those that work for someone and those that don't because we're all working for someone even when we're in totally. prosperity totally. and wealthy we're maybe totally. not the real wealthy but but we're I, I know prosperity people that work rich. for people that, that yeah yeah exactly yeah. i got a guy that's 31 years old that works for me he'll make about four hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars this year he gives me every free penny he has i invested in real estate i probably made him another million dollars in real estate in the last four years he doesn't even know there's a million dollars there he's hustling every day he'll make more money working with me than he would ever ever make on his own yeah i mean and the reason i say that is that I work for somebody, a board of directors, my wife, right. whatever. I mean, my kids, you know, I work for me, you know. And, sure. and so that's why I don't want to I don't want to say, hey, it's you work for yourself or work for somebody else. It's a different thing. But I do like those Here, that don't have it and those else. that have prosperity. I like that. I mean, that could be one of my learnings from today. Well, so you you work a lot with salespeople. And I, and I love that you're you're one of those great. I mean, you're just a good sales guy. And um some people say, "Is it, were you trained with that or born with that?" Oh, no, I was definitely not born. I was born a baby, just like you, Justin. Yeah, you were just bigger than me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I was eight pounds though, bro. My mom, my mom's four eleven. Yeah. And, and and we had twins, so it was over fifteen pounds. Wow. We gutted her. Wow. See, I was like ten pounds when I was born. We see there you are. Yeah, I was a big boy, big boy, big boy. But I was never big until I got big. You know what I mean? I was always, I always thought I was average size. I never knew I was big until I was in my 30s and I was playing rugby and I looked at a picture of me next to a bunch of other rugby players and I said that guy's big. And then I looked at it and it was me. Yeah, that, that I don't was, even that, know what you're talking about because because I'm not big. Yeah, well, that was the first time my I wife wouldn't go out with me. She's like, she's like, you're not tall enough. I'm not going out with you. She wanted a tall guy. She wanted six two. She's probably a guy like you, you know. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. I, I'm like, know, baby, look, when we're flying private at forty four thousand feet, how make, tall I am will not matter. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, when someone's taking care of her bags, it don't make a difference. Yeah, right? yeah, that's right. Hey, what what's your best advice for for sales guys? But man, you got to learn how to sell, man. If you think this is going to be easy, you know, the same advice for a baseball player, a ball, football player, or, or a rapper. You have to learn the trade. This is not, particularly those that 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 are that that have the propensity to sell. You like to talk to people. You're outgoing. You guys definitely, those guys, are, are probably more handicapped than the introvert because they talk too much. Yeah. And, and talking's not selling. Talking's talking. Yeah. So what's the? If you, um, do you remember like the biggest mistake you ever saw somebody come in and make? Well, yeah, because I'm with my sales team. I got 45 guys back there on cold calls every day, so I listen to them walk in there on and take calls from them. Uh, I, I took I, I did two sales calls yesterday. So cold was it? Cold, cold, was it a cold call? This. Was it a cold call or one you already had sold? So, so yeah, it's all of it started out as cold. They, they were all started out as cold. I love cold know. calls. I you know, people cold say cold calling is dead. I'm like, well, the, bro, let me tell you something, okay? I, I, I don't, I'm still making them. I, don't, yeah. I called CNBC cold this week. I called Spike TV this week cold. Yeah. I like them. I, they I weren't like expecting the call. It yeah. was cold. Isn't it amaze you that sometimes I have people pitching me all the time to come on the show um, or come on my TV shows, my, let's just say my TV shows, where, I, you know, I, I interview people in the C-suite. I go out to the C-suite, and they say, I'd like to be on your show. 
Have you watched my freaking show, dude? Because if you'd watched yeah. my show, you would know I wouldn't have you on my freaking show. It, 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 yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, are you just stupid? You don't, you know, they just fail to do homework. Doesn't that just blow your mind? You know, over and over, man, over and over. And that, 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 again, that, that's why it goes back to training, right? It's like, it doesn't matter how long you've been on a job. How well do I know my job today? The game's changed. I was on a call yesterday with a guy, and I'm like, how many employees do you have? I, I, I asked the salesman, I said, how many employees does he have? I don't know. I asked the guy, 80, 80. The investment's 1500 bucks, Dude, it's cost you $1.75 per person. Got $1.75 per person. Cheaper than going to Dunkin' Donuts, bro. Yeah, you're nice. You want to do it or not do it? This is not complicated, okay? This isn't about my product. This is about your people. So is there somebody you want? You don't want to invest $1.75 a month in? Yeah. Okay, send me the contract. I'll do it. That's, that's how fast the whole deal was. Yeah. Is that your style now? Is just get right to the point. Don't waste any time. Well, totally, man. Totally. Because, you know, and that's why you want to become a celebrity. That's why you want everybody to know you. Because if your pipeline gets big enough and wide enough, you can get to the point. Yeah. The reason reason salespeople think the sales cycle needs to last a long time is because they don't have anybody else to talk to. (laughs) They don't want it to end. They like the journey. They don't want to close the client. Because they're like, shit, man, if I close Jeffrey, i got to find somebody else, and I don't have anybody else. Yeah, see, guys like us, we like – And that is why people are broke. Yeah, I just – That's why businesses fail. They don't have enough customers. Yeah. I I, I don't want to sound harsh, but that's why guys like us, we like the kill. We like that thrill. I I like it. I like closing. And and I like the fact that you said the celebrity stature gives us the point – because everybody knows where we're coming from. I don't have to bullshit you. I don't, have to, I don't have to dance with you. I don't have to have coffee with you. We just get to talk about what we're going to do. And I think that's, that's, the, that's a big difference. You know, do you find, you find, Grant, that the mental part of this stuff was the easy stuff? But, it, you know, and, and it's, it's still hard work, right? The effort's hard work. You got to do the things you got to do to get it set up. But the, the mental thing of what you do came fairly easy for you. None of this has been easy for me. Man. Oh, really? Don't you? Don't, uh, do you mental, say, don't you mental, say, but look, don't at you 20, say, Jeffrey, at, 20, at 25 years old, I weighed 140 pounds. Yeah. I hated myself. My family hated me. I was a black sheep. My, my, literally, everybody, everybody in the town I lived in knew about me, and all they knew about me was I was trouble. So Why? I didn't Why? Like what me. were you doing? Throwing rocks through windows or what? Why? No, uh, no, you know. Well, it had something to do with rocks, but but <laughs> okay. but, but, but it, I, I had a drug problem. I had okay. a drug problem from sixteen to twenty-five, and and um, but more important than the drugs, it wasn't the drugs. I was lost, man. Yeah. I was lost. I, yep. I, I had tremendous potential, all this unbelievable, unbridled attention, and didn't know what to do with it or where to go go with it. I had all this potential in me that I wanted to do something big, but I couldn't figure it out. So I felt like a loser. I mean, the, yeah. The, 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 the big problem with me is I was a loser, man. And and when, when, when you got a guy with potential that feels like a loser, you got a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous person on your hands. What was the catalyst that changed that? Uh, my mom basically said, hey, don't come around anymore. I was cool. 25. She yeah. finally just dropped the hammer and said, hey, done. I'm done. Don't come around here anymore until you clean your deal, deal up. 30 days later, I went and cleaned up. She should have done. I'm like, why didn't you tell me that nine years ago? Well, you got to hit the bottom before you can hit the top. 
So, yeah, yeah. You know. And 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 then when I went to the I went to the treatment center and on the way out, you know, the when the insurance ran out because that that whole thing's a super scam of yeah. massive proportions. Um, the guy looked at me and says, "You'll never make it if you want any of this success stuff, this ego stuff, the money stuff, the fame stuff that you talked about here. You'll never make it. Mm-hmm. Okay." All you you need to be happy with just not using drugs ever again the rest of your life. And I'm thinking to myself, dude, there ain't no way yeah. that's the rest of my life. Well, you needed that adrenaline, and this is the this is the this is the thing that gives it to you is the stuff of doing what you're doing. I need that in my life. I'd be an, to be honest with you, Grant. I'd be an addict as well if I hadn't have found yeah. what I do. And, uh, well, I think lo- you are an addict, dude. You are an addict. Well, without, you know, it's yeah. like, what do we get to be addicted to? I yeah. want to be addicted to my kids, yeah. my love, my possibilities, yep. my dreams. My, right. my dreams keep me up at night. They don't wake me up. Yeah. Right? So so I think the addict, I got a book coming out in, the, in I think, October. October is called Obsessed. I'm basically giving people permission to be ODD, ADD, OCD. These are gifts, man. The ability to be obsessed. <laughs> To, to, to stay up at night and, right. and think about something, to wake up in the morning like freaking you can't wait. No, no, that is a gift. That is yeah. not an addiction or a problem. Amen. I love the fact I go to bed every night hoping I'll hurry up and sleep fast so I can get up and get going and do the stuff I get to do. Yeah, that's exactly. That, that's an addict. That's an addict. I'm with you on that. Hey, I got to take a break. It's Liberty Tax, tax season. Let's go some donuts. Hey, I, we, I got donuts. We just talked about them. Now I got to pay for them with Liberty Tax because Liberty Tax is on board with all business. They're the fastest growing retail tax prep firm. 4,000 offices in North America. Great seasonal opportunity as well. If you want to get into the franchise, you can buy a seasonal one. So if you're looking to get in the business, add another service to your business, or just need great tax prep services, look to Liberty. Man, you, you with all the money you make, you probably keep Liberty busy all day long. I do. <laughs> what? So yeah, what? Yeah, I'd yeah. love that. I need them. Tell them to call me. I'll, I'll do that. Wait, so you got the you got a new book coming out. You got the courses. Um, you're doing some more TV. What what other TV stuff are you thinking about doing? Well, I got a little. I got a little. I got a little deal with Steve Harvey working on. We're working on right now. Wow. Um, we got. I got a bunch of stuff. You got a. Dude, I, I'm just about. To, I mean. All I need is a matchstick on my deal right now, yeah. and it's going to explode. Okay, I'm like, I'm like an ISIS terrorist walking around with his finger on a detonator. Uh, oh, thanks, Grant. Now, now I got. In it, hey, the good news is when you is say that, soon? I got, I got NSA now listening to the podcast. Awesome, that's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, Let's I want to. If you cut that out of there, no, I'm not cutting it out. No way, I'm cutting it out. I like this stuff. Okay, I you wanna... know, you know, here's the deal. You know, you see, you can't say those things. People are like, "Oh my God, Brussels just happened." I can't believe you just said yeah. that. Okay, folks, it's happening. Yeah. Okay. Wasn't just it, Brussels, by happening. the way. It was seven cities. Seven different cities got hit before Brussels got hit in the last yeah. 30 days. Now we're this is a timely kind of thing. Um, so if you're listening to this, this happened, uh, you know, during. Um, March of 2000 and what is it now? 2016. So, hey, I want to get into something. I want to change. I want to go to rapid fire. Okay, because I know that we're gonna just this is gonna consume us. Okay, you ready? Yeah. All right. I, I think I'm ready. Uh, you're not. This is fun. I always like to do this. No one's ever got them all. Ever, ever, ever. All the questions we all ask, right. they're very obscure, and uh, but that's that's what it's all about. But you'll you'll recognize them because they all have something to do with you. Okay. Okay, good. Go, okay. man. Where is John McNeese, McNeese State University's namesake, buried? 
No clue. Come on, you should know this, right? Didn't you go to McNeese? Dude, I was on drugs every day. <laughs> All right. The answer is Orange Grove Cemetery in Lake Charles. I knew that. All right. You should have known that. You, you should next time you go to Lake Charles, you go back and I want you to go find his grave, get a little find out about this guy. Oh yeah, sure. Right. I'm gonna do all that. Yeah, I got it. What year was McNeese State University established? Dude, I don't know. Come on, give it a shot. I didn't want to go there, bro. Come on, man. <laughs> 19... It wasn't my idea to go to college. It was my mom saying, well, you, you, I told your dad I would make sure you went to college. Well, I wouldn't go. I would tell most of the people listening you shouldn't go. Yeah, but still good for her because you got you, got you partly where you're at today, and she kicked your it ass. It had nothing to do with oh, where I'm at today, kicked, bro. Come she on, kicked don't your ass yourself. a little bit. No, everything we do has got a reason for it, even if it's to do nothing that, more that than that saying. That had nothing to do, even nothing if, to hey, do with even where if I'm at today. Hey, even if it's no more to say, I don't want to do it that way. That's please, even if, yeah. Jeffrey, please. Come on. <laughs> All right, quit, it was 1930, quit, 1939, my friend. Okay, yeah, okay here's good. this one. Now, this should, I'm changing it up. What's the smallest city by area to anchor a major American metropolitan? Dude, I don't know, dude. What is this? Where do you live? Make, make the guy where? you're talking to sound stupid? No, where do you live, man? I live in Miami. That's the answer. That's Bam. The, that's the answer, Okay. So there's always some connection. Right. It's a way for us to learn because this I I learn from these things. It's like I I didn't even know yeah, who but, the hell John McNeese is. What I'm learning McNeese is going to do nothing for me. I mean, why am I learning this trivia shit? It's whether you learn. It's like where does where does the licorice come from? I don't know. <laughs> what three James Bond movies had scenes set in Miami? Are you do you ever watch James Bond's movie? I love James Bond. Okay, dude. which which three were had scenes set in Miami? I thought this was pretty cool. I didn't know this. Armageddon, nope. Braveheart, and The Godfather. Yeah, you got to get out and watch some more freaking movies, man. Goldfinger, Thunderball, and Casino Royale. Okay, here's here's one. If you you got to get this one. Okay, true or false? Miami is one of the three vertices of the B- Bermuda Triangle. So one of the three points. You got 50-50 shots. True. That's true. You true. win that. Okay. Hey, I like this one. True or false? Miami is the only major city. In America, to be founded by a woman. It's false. It's true. I don't even know who it is. But I, know I'm, that. It, I, I, I didn't I know even that, know who it dude. is. I'm I know that, go but look I don't live in Miami, bro. I live on Miami Beach. Miami Beach. That's something. Dude, there's a big difference, bro. Wait, there's another. You remember one. those three classes I was telling you about? Those two classes of people. Yeah. I live on a beach, bitch. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. That's not bad. Hey, so I want to give you a chance to do any kind of, like, um, shameless plug. What, what do you want Dude, to plug? I don't do shameless plugs. I, 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 I don't do, you know, I do, like, hey, whatever. If you can't find Grant Cardone, if you, if you can't find me, you don't want to find me. Yeah. Do you give, do you, how about that? Do you, how about a charity? Do you have a charity that you'd like to give to? Do you do have, have a charity? To? Yeah, do you give a charity besides yourself or your kids or you? Oh. Oh yeah, man. Well, I give to a lot of charities. So I get so point, give me one. Give me one that you like to give to. I saw. I heard the vets. You must do something for those guys. Well, I do a lot for the vets. Actually, I'm going to Fort Bragg. I'm going to Fort Bragg in uh, uh, 20 days to speak there to vets in transition. So, look, any anybody that can help anybody. I mean, giving money is one thing, but yeah. what, what people really need is jobs. 22 vets kill themselves every day because they don't have a job, man. Now you guys, you guys want to blame it on what they saw in Iraq or Afghanistan. The truth is that's not the issue. The issue is they don't have a purpose. Mm-hmm. 
if a, a, per, a, per, a, per, a person with a purpose connected to their purpose is too busy to do anything destructive, okay? If everybody on this planet was doing what they're meant to do, you wouldn't have any of this bullshit going on right now. You'd exactly. have people just working. I don't have time for this, man. i got to work. Well, that's the same so, thing we're seeing with the guys over in Iraq or um, with ISIS. Is most of these guys yeah, exactly. don't have enough sh- crap to do. They don't have jobs. They don't have a place to go. And so they're it's trying to their do purpose this now, you know? Yeah. Exactly right. Exactly right. Well, man, it's always a blast having just talking to you. You and I do this. We get together every so often, and it's like raising the nuclear reactor rods out of the cooling tank when the two of us get together. Dude, I, I, you know, I think the most encouraging thing out of this show was that people can listen to this and say, dude, if that guy that couldn't answer one question, <laughs> couldn't get one question right except the true and false shit, I got a chance to make it. You got a chance because you too can be a multimillionaire, just like Grant Cardone. You can write books. You can be on TV. You can be the celebrity that he is, and you don't have to be so smart, right? Because neither I'll one of us is trick, real my smart. Trick, my my ultimate trick was this. I re- when I realized the middle class was a scam, that helped me more than any other single thing. That's awesome. Good stuff, my friend. Well, thank you. Jeffrey, thanks for having me, buddy. I got it. We're awesome, gonna, and brother. we're going to do this again because I got a feeling this show is going to blow it out the roof. And we're just going to, it's going to, we're going to, it's going to explode. So thank you, man. We'll do the Jeffrey and G show one day. I, oh, man, imagine the two of us. Man, you talk about hey, I When are you coming down to Miami, bro? You know, I, I'm going to make a special trip. We're going to do it. Because the two of us getting together, doing a show together, it'd be like eye candy extraordinaire. You know? It's going to be crazy. <laughs> be like candy. Okay, man, thanks a lot, all right? Well, you got it. We'll call it Candy Crush. All right, man, talk to you later. Cheers. Thanks, buddy. Bye. Taking you behind the scenes of what's happening in the business world, Jeffrey Hazlett hosts All Business, brought to you by Fortinet. Hey, after every show, I like to talk about the things I learned. And one of the things I learned is I like talking to this guy. I enjoy it. You know, we create a little tension between the two of us and like to argue a little bit, and that's all right. I enjoy that because, uh, you know, I like to give every guest a little leeway. But at the same time, I like to get right in the middle of it. And that's what I always like about that. Just like good competitors sparring, having a fight, you know, that's all right. Like we're out in the field. And what happens? We get better. We get healthier. We get stronger. We get meaner. We get tougher. And we need that in every day in business. The other thing I liked was that other thing we talked about in terms of two classes. The middle class is gone. That there's only those that don't have it and those with prosperity. And I thought that was a pretty good way of saying it. And I liked also what he said. Those are their, you know, those that don't have it, those that are rich, and those that are wealthy. And I think that might even be closer to the real, real side of it. The other piece is more on a philosophical side. You know, a lot of people out there in trouble because they don't have a purpose. What's your purpose, dude? What's your purpose? You men and women that are listening right now, what's your purpose in life? What are your personal conditions of satisfaction? It really gets down to that. And if you see somebody else there that needs some help, needs some direction, give it to them. There's nothing wrong with you. Send the elevator back down for somebody else. All right, that's it right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Don't forget, tell your friends, pass it around and say, hey, listen to this, because that's how we get people on board and listening. And the more we have listening, hey, the better it is for you and the better it is for us. Thanks so much. Talk to you again.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.